From simple daily tasks like unlocking our phones to more extensive crime investigations, our countenance has become a vital tool in countless aspects of society. The data collected from such facial technologies is extremely valuable for numerous reasons, such as analyzing consumer behavior and creating advertisements. However, with the immense growth of facial recognition softwares comes ethical and legal lines of concern. Large corporations often take advantage of such data to increase or maximize sales. Computerized algorithm can mistake individuals to be someone they are not. Governmental agencies can learn of your political alliances. With new and emerging technological advances in AI, we must better understand the roles and ethics of privacy to ensure personal security. Welcome back to the Rethink podcast. This is the second part of our discussion with Professor Alexei Dingley. Last week, we discussed data, how algorithms might highlight biases in our society, and the way Facebook is used. Stay tuned for more information at the end of the show. I mean, when, so just to take it back slightly, uh, when we say data, we're saying, for instance, your ethnicity, we're saying your age, we're saying your preferences. It, it could be anything. Um, if, if, it, if we go back to Facebook, for example, a very important data is how you use Facebook. Okay. So, I don't know, the likes or the links which you press or how much time you actually spend gazing or looking at, at a photo. Okay. Even that is data. So, so anything is data as long as it's measurable and we can collect it, it's data. So that's the key phrase there. It has to be measurable for it to be yes. data, of yes. course. I mean, here's one of my questions. I mean, the thing is, we, we say that we're always talking about data and how Facebook uses it. But at the end of the day, like for the average Joe, for the average person on the street, how important is data really? Like how important is it? to our identity like just because I'm a Caucasian male between 25 to 30 and I like a number of pages I spend X amount of time looking at a photo is that really who I am is that really my identity well it's it's not your identity but it's a reflection of you okay and I think the issue is how how these corporations use that data it's it's not I mean uh, you know the data doesn't define you as such I mean it, it, it shows attributes about mm-hmm. you, but uh, you're much more than your data. Hopefully. I would like to think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, David. You know him better, so. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 you know the the issue the, the big issue is how to use that data. So first of all, listen, are you aware you're giving data? Do you give consent that you're giving that data? And then third, how are they using that data? I mean, let's not forget what happened um, a few years ago with with for example Cambridge Analytica no mm-hmm. all that exactly. Cambridge Analytica was collect your data and then it used that data practically against you okay it tried to manipulate your thoughts but but over there you can see the power of data and of these algorithms I mean a recent experiment um, just by taking you know Facebook data um, they managed to predict things like gender race sexual orientation religion political affiliation even substance abuse on an average of 80% wow um, that's, that's very high yes I think that's very impressive and like the accuracy that they have yes and and this is you know this is facebook right so so facebook probably knows you better than anyone else on this planet um uh, that's comforting yes uh, but something even more scarier um, um a year or two ago um we did this experiment um which, which was a very small experiment and and practically wanted to understand sort of how many likes do you need for for sites like facebook to actually get to know you okay and uh, because you know some people tell us oh no but I don't use Facebook I barely like things uh, you know they, they like to play it cool but when we did this experiment we found out that with just 10 likes we can predict with 80% accuracy all right now 10 likes is nothing 
Okay. I'm sorry. The is it likes on anything? Yes. Okay. Yes. So it could be someone's photo or okay, could be. Okay. So that leads me to something else. All right. Mm-hmm. <coughs> the power of prediction goes beyond what you like. All right. Mm-hmm. Um. So this is something which is real actually <laughs> so so f- so they did this experiment and they found that for example people that like um t- potato chips which are curly whirly you know those round ones mm-hmm. have h- higher iq so they can make these these strange links it doesn't mean that you know just because i like them i have higher iq um uh, one doesn't cause the other. It's, as it's as a as correlation not a cause uh, as effect. That, as that, as that. Yeah. um uh, but 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 you know they can make the, these 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 strange um uh, links so so it might be for example imagine that i like um i don't know a particular uh, singer okay so probably from that singer they can d- understand my political affiliation Okay, I, I can see that. I can see how, like, someone who, would, for instance, is more into, like, for instance, the Beatles, would be, I don't know, maybe have more left-wing views. I can, I think, I can see that connection. But, but can you see it from the potato chips? I mean, no. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not that. You know, these are micro patterns, and uh, people do not uh, do not see these micro patterns because they're too small. But the algorithm algorithm managed to see them, and that's th- 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 that's the power of 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 these algorithms. So, well, I mean. Uh, if this if these algorithms are so so influential shouldn't like companies reveal these algorithms i mean right now they're regarded as like a you know company secret but like if these algorithms can predict data to to 80% accuracy then why are they hidden why aren't they transparent why why can't people go and see um, in reality let's say the basis of these algorithms are available i mean they're they're nothing out of these oh, okay if you, if you take i don't know page rank which is the google algorithm it's public i mean of course not the final version which they use because there might be commercial secrets or whatever uh-huh. but the basic algorithm w- would be known it's, uh, it's it's not that but of course then they would tweak it and that stuff to it which 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 of course they do not reveal for for obvious reason uh-huh. i mean well, well that's, so that's interesting. So uh, basically what you're saying is that a lot of this stuff is actually out there, but you're not accessing it. So why is that? Well, I mean, I'm not accessing it. First of all, I had no idea it existed. And secondly, probably if I tried to access it, I would just see like it would look all Greek and hieroglyphics to me. Like I'm yes. imagining it's all like JavaScript in, in or something In fact, like that. even thanks to GDPR, um, people can request their data. So you can go actually to Facebook and ask Facebook to give you a copy of your data. Wow. Of, of course, it's not something you will understand, as, as we uh-huh. said. But, 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 you know, you have the right um, to request all your data. Um, but if I may, you, you know, it goes even beyond that, what we're talking, because um, there are different data which, which these algorithms harvest, of course. So there might be s- sort of the data which they collect through the interaction. So I, pr- I'm, I pressed on a like, I pressed the link, my interaction with, with the system. So that's one kind of data. <coughs> Secondly, there's the historic data. Remember, anything I do on these platforms is being recorded. So they keep that as well, and the algorithm keeps on learning, and we learn from uh, other people's data and stuff. There, there's the profiling data. So each and every one of us, when we use this system, we're profiled and we're placed in particular pigeonholes, and that's how the algorithm decides what to show us and what what not to show us. Um, there's also some data which you know is hidden data. Let's say, um, just think about all the apps which you install on your phone, mm-hmm. and they, they 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 give you this page full of text of about the rights and the things <laughs> which everybody reads, yeah. of course. Okay, and, and press okay. Um, uh, I don't know the the latest one. I think it was um, Google Maps. No, that it's 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 taking 
points, locations of where you've been. Man, I saw that. I, I was honestly I was a bit freaked out. Like exactly, Jim, most people don't know about that. So so there's this hidden data collection which one day you gave it permission to collect which is being collected about you so there's that thing there's there's also third-party data i mean don't discard that i mean just think about facebook facebook um bought whatsapp no so mm. so you know they're using the, your chats on whatsapp to of course um change the content on your feed as well so even if I'm speaking with my wife about a particular recipe, most probably when I go on Facebook, I'll see that recipe over there. Yeah. So, so, so it's being manipulation. Um, some people claim that there's also stolen data. Um, I don't know if you've heard about the case about the, um, the, the virtual assistants. No, go no? on. So, so, you know, people have these virtual assistants at home. They're, they're, they're small pods and stuff where you speak to them, uh, Alexa or, ah, okay. or Siri and stuff. And some people are noticing that when you speak about a particular topic and then you go online, you find that the search engine or whatever starts showing you about that topic. So they're saying, how is the connection being made if I only spoke verb verbally? And some people are suspecting that these, these, um, these systems are actually harvesting our conversations as well. Even though, you know, this company never admitted that they, they did so. But it's quite strange that you're talking about a topic and all of a sudden you find it on, on your computer. I've so many stories of that happening, in fact. I, I, there, is, there was this one story where they're like, hey, Alexa, are you collecting my data? And it just turns off. <laughs> I don't know if it's real or not, but it's, it's quite something. I mean, but to jump back to, to this data point, to the point of things about data, really, I guess. Um, like, should we be concerned that our data is being collected in such a way? Well, I think uh, we should question it, no? Um, after all, it's it's our data, so it's you know private. It belongs to us. Um, we're giving it to these corporations. We don't know how how they're using it, or at least they're not very transparent about it. Mm -hmm. um, so I think yes, we we should be concerned, and people should be made much more aware about how their data is being used. I mean, th there have been some some cases which, which were quite bad. I mean, a few years back, um, Facebook launched their their face recognition algorithm. So, so you know, I'm, uh, I, I post a, a photo on Facebook and all of a sudden my face is tagged on that photo. And probably you've noticed, no, because it tells you, oh, this is your friend uh, X, Y. Yeah. X, Y, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, now, that caused an issue because um, when they originally launched it, it was auto-tagging. So mm -hmm. when I when I upload a photo, it automatically tagged the people in that photo. Now it could be that you know we took a photo, but there's somebody in the background, and it automatically tagged that person as well. Now of course there's an issue of privacy. You imagine that person doesn't want to reveal that he was in that place in that particular time. Uh -huh. Now the algorithm is revealing that he, he he's there. So 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 you know it goes beyond. And Facebook had lost a case about about this, and in fact they they turned it off now.
I mean, I'm I'm really glad that you mentioned privacy because like this like this is the the next point. Um, so why do we need privacy? I mean, we we talk a lot about data and how it's important for privacy, but when we think about it, do we actually need privacy so long as we can go home, lock our doors, and like that is that enough? Is that privacy for us or like why right. do we actually need it? Well, it's, it's about our life and our freedoms, no? And I think we should protect our freedoms. Okay. So privacy, I think it's a very important part of, of that freedom. I mean, I should have the right that, um, uh, you know, if, if I want to go somewhere, why should I be tracked by an algorithm or, or something? It, it's up to me, really. And I think, personally, I think privacy is something very sacred, and I think we should do our utmost to protect it. I mean, you had mentioned, though, earlier, like, if it's a case of national security, mm -hmm. then we should concede our our right to privacy. Mm -hmm. um, do you think there are other cases where I don't know besides national security where we should shelf our our you know privacy? Uh, I think there there are two instances. I think one where sort of um, uh, I I am going to harm myself, mm -hmm. and two where I'm going to harm someone else. Okay. I, I think those are the two. Basically, as a matter of principle, I think, you know, human life is sacred and uh, I, I think we should do our utmost to protect it. Uh, I mean, I, I would agree. I think something abstract like our data or our privacy should be secondary to like mm -hmm. something tangible like a human yes. life. Well, it's not so abstract then in that case. How so? Uh, well, your um, bi biological um, uh, characteristics, mm -hmm. okay, so you are of the male sex, you have brown curly hair, I mean, Fabulous this brown is... Fabulous curly hair, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> 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 and this is, um, this is not abstract, um, these are facts, and then the question is, is it private in the sense that... Um, you know, because uh, obviously I can see this right now. We're sitting here. I, I can make this observation and mm -hmm. I can um, also then put these uh, objective facts into my own head about you. But it then it's a question of privacy if Facebook is using those facts in some way. Mm -hmm. um, and the, so, yeah, I don't I don't see that as abstract. I think it's, it's a question of. Um, I think privacy, what we mean by privacy, can become a bit abstract. I mean, here's my question, though. I mean, so the fact that, you know, these biological truths, these biological facts, they, our hair color, our height, our age, our ethnicity, do we actually own that information? I mean... Let, let's say it's, it's, it's an attribute which, which is helping to identify you. Mm -hmm. So the issue is not really whether you own it or, or not. You don't, uh, mm -hmm. as you correctly said. But but the issue is how she, how she said sort of how it is used. Okay. Because if it is used against you, then no. Now that's the problem. I mean, this is exactly what happened with Facebook Analytica. I mean, there there were some elections. I believe it was in Kenya, somewhere there. And uh, you know, if they knew that I was pro a particular candidate, they were showing me um, adverts, sort of to reinforce my beliefs in favor of that candidate and against the other candidate. If I was pro another candidate, they, they were showing me stuff to to put me off from voting. And that's how they managed to to topple the election over there. Um, so they, they, they were pushing people to go to vote if they were in favor and pushing people not to vote if they were against the particular okay. candidate. So there, you know, my attributes, you know, because I declared my political affiliation and whatever was being used against me so that they can manipulate the system. And that's that's where the danger um, begins.
Okay, so if our data is used as a <laughs> as leverage as to promote someone else's agenda, then mm. that's where the issue starts. That's what I think. Okay. Because remember, I mean, sharing of data is very important as well. I mean, if you take medical research, I mean, uh, if it wasn't for 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 the sharing of of data, we wouldn't have reached uh, advancements mm -hmm. as we have today. True. So, so 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 you have to to sort of be careful. I mean, my question with with like this, let, let me go back to the biological truths for mm -hmm. a second. Um, but people can actively see, like, I'm not trying to hide my data. So, for instance, let's say I'm walking down the street and people see, OK, there's this person with curly hair and, you know, he's of a certain height and he's whatever. I, I can't really hide that. Yes, it's and public. It's public data. Yes. So now if you decide to use and say, OK, people with curly hair usually buy my coffee, for instance. Mm -hmm. And you come up to me and be like, oh, would you like to buy a coffee? And I say, it's like, in that case, did you use it against me? Did you con me or manipulate me into buying But you're coffee? not being manipulated. How's that? That's the difference. Because if, if I show you an advert, it's okay, no? But if, if I show you um, an advert which is sort of um, sort of changing your beliefs, then there is where the manipulation is happening. Okay. Uh, I am. I was really surprised by the statistic in the Think article um, that compared EU citizens and and Maltese citizens specifically in regards to um, sharing the, uh, their data and being for or against facial recognition. So EU wide, only seventeen percent of people are in favor, but in Malta, it's fifty percent, which is huge. Um, do you have any thoughts on why that might be? I, th I think it's the lack of awareness and education. I mean, um, unfortunately, the way people uh, sort of um, address their, their privacy or their lack of it, um, uh, it's a reflection of, of our society. Um, uh, people never question, for example, the hundreds of CCTV cameras which are, which are located all over the place. Um, you know, you're being caught all the time with these cameras, but nobody questions them. Um, if, if you see how people interact on Facebook, I mean, people just post stuff on Facebook, um, which is, you know, um, even some of them very personal stuff, which shouldn't be on Facebook. But, but you know, a lot of people were not taught or educated how to actually use these social media, you know, it just came up on us and, and people started using them with all the good and, and the bad. I, I like to say that there are two kinds of people. There are those people who think that, you know, just by posting something online, everybody saw it. And the other kind of people that think that by posting online, nobody is going to see it. Um, I, I like to describe it like um, it's as if you, you have a, the facade of your home and you put a poster up there with your information. That, that's exactly what Facebook is. You know, some people will pass in front of your road and look at that information information or there's not pass from from your road um, but but you know how many people will be ready to make a poster with their that information in front of their house probably mm -hmm. no one because of all the effort involved but, uh, as well, but imagine if it was easy yes i think david would i i think i would decorate my house with bright colors and paint unicorns all over it just so people can see it um let's i i unfortunately we need to bring this to a close um i have one final question so we can wrap up so the Guardian newspaper recently released an article that was written by an AI. I mean, it was edited, um, but it made some very interesting statements about robot rights, and it even displayed awareness about like that it had written previous articles that weren't accepted or were like slashed. Um, so, with this in mind, what do you think the future might look like for AI and privacy in general? Okay. So first of all, keep in mind that just because you know an AI wrote an article doesn't mean that the AI knows about the article <laughs> okay so it's just an algorithm putting text together and churning out something which is 
readable, let's say. Okay. Okay. <laughs> doesn't mean that the AI is aware about it and super happy that his article got published on The Guardian. Okay. So, so you know, there's the, t- the tissue of awareness, which is still very far away. I mean, and I can say that about certain writers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I, I don't expect that to be resolved anytime soon. All right. Because, you know, it's something which we still do not understand. So we, we have no idea how humans become aware, why they become aware. Um, our consciousness, our thoughts, we're still very far away from that. And, you know, un- until we, we, we realize that, maybe we can simulate it, but it won't be the same thing. So I think it's, it's very far away. But something which is maybe closer is the, the legal status. I think that, sh- that is something which which should happen and uh, be, we should discuss it. It was discussed in the Malta.ai strategy as well, the idea of giving legal personalities to AI as well. Um, yeah. Because remember, um, uh, today you, you might have algorithms that, for example, do trading for you. Okay, um, but you know that's that's even virtual. You can have tangible algorithms as well. So think about self-driving car. All right, think about a car which is driving from Italy to to France, and it's involved in an accident. So you know what are the rights and obligations over that car? Um, it can't be considered just as an object. You know, a, a big boulder that fell from a mountain. It's not that. You know, it has rights and obligations uh, both towards itself, towards its passengers, and towards the people that have been affected. So, so there has to be some sort of legal persona um, for 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 this sort of AI now. And I think we should be discussing um, these things as well. If you take it even further, you know, there, it can go even more. I mean, think about people that fall in love with AI. I mean. It might happen, um, and then would would we have rights, obligations towards that AI? Uh, can yes they or become no? Become legally married, for example. There are. <laughs> Sorry, the, this has already happened. Yes, yes, yes. In Japan, okay. There's a guy who legally married uh, one of them legally married um, an anime character, and the other one an AI as well. So so wow. it happens. Okay, so there's so <laughs> nothing out of this world. You know, I hope they have a very happy marriage together. You know, like with his anime character, and you know. Yes, she doesn't complain. The anime character. <laughs> I'm not sure he doesn't complain either. <laughs> so 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 you know these things are coming up, and we, we, we have to discuss them. Of course, you know uh, I don't have the answers for for these things. I mean, but you it, do have an article about it on Tick Magazine. I, I do how, have as well. An how how about beep is your love? How beep is your love as, as well. So you uh, can read it as well. As yes, we'll be linking to it as well. <laughs> Uh, so, any final co- comments, any final thoughts before we wrap up? I think it's it's a very exciting time. Um, uh, the world is changing. Um, uh, I'm sure it will change for the better. Um, one thing to keep in mind is that, as I always say, AI is, is probably the most powerful tool ever created by men. And like any other tool, it depends now how we're going to use it. It can be used for, for bad things, but it can be used for a good thing. And if we use it for good, it can do really a lot of good. Well, I mean, I think that sums it up very nicely. I mean, just be careful about what you post. Uh, you know, don't post about your chihuahuas excessively, <laughs> Grandma. Thank you. <laughs> and, you know, any other final comments, Nika? Um, this has been really fascinating, and I'm thinking a lot now about how we increase awareness. So I guess that's another challenge that we really have to tackle, especially in Malta. Mm-hmm. Well, and on that very interesting note um thank you very much and have a nice day thank you for joining us for this two-part episode if you want to hear the full unabridged version you can find it on our website at www.um.edu.mt forward slash think our theme music is Kawai Kitsune by Kevin McLeod, and the song in our music break was Mount Fuji by Timecrawler82.